Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Uh, this will be a wing tee oriented podcast with um, myself, Coach Banstra, uh, the special teams coordinator at Fairborn High School, and Coach Deary, the um, defensive coordinator at Fairborn High School. How you doing, Coach? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, and today, today we are going to talk about first. I think we're going to start basic and and. This is going to go long, and eventually we'll get to schemes, belly, buck sweep. Uh, but today is going to be, what is the wing tee, and why should high schools run it? Um, so let's let's start with that. What What is the wing tee, Coach Deary? Because, I mean, you've spent your whole career in it. I've spent roughly half my career in it. And I kind of get annoyed when coaches kind of encompass it all in the wing tee, the double wing, the flex bone are all the same thing. And they're not. Uh, they share similar elements, but they're not the same thing. So, in in your opinion, how would you describe the wing tee? Somebody that doesn't know it. Um, honestly, um, you know, obviously it's thirty one personnel based. So you get three running backs, two wings, um, and a fullback, uh, quarterback. You always have a tight end, and that'll be your strength most of the time. Obviously, in base it is, and then you have your split end who's lined up outside wide to the weak side. Um, obviously, you got two tackles, two guards, and a center. And re- really, uh, I kind of very similar. And I understand why a lot of these teams and people could put them together. But I, but I think really the win T is, I mean, if we compare it from a flex bone standpoint, the main difference is instead of reading them, you block them and you block them with angles. And uh, it's more gap scheme oriented. Um, I, there's very, very little zone elements or read elements to it is you run it in the A gap, B gap, C gap, or D gap. And, uh, really it's about as simple as that. And, uh, that to me is what the win T is just angles, everyone blocking somebody, obviously, if you're not handing the ball off or running the ball and, uh, more deceptiveness. But other than that, that's to me what the win T is. Yeah, that's part of how I mean. I, to me, it's a like a deceptive offense and, and it, a, a rules based deceptive os- offense. I, I think that's kind of what, that's part of why this is called gap down backer is because I mean the, the the old the old adage is when in doubt gap down backer. Like if you're an offensive lineman, if you run if you run gap down backer, you will be right on ninety percent of wing yeah. T plays outside of probably jet sweep. And unless you were like the pulling guard on one of these plays, like you're just you're you're right. Um, I, I I think one the reason in, and like this is where I get on my mini rant is it gets tied in with some of those are offenses because formationally they're very similar. Formations are very same, so they use some of the same formations. But as you kind of point out, the offense there's differences. Whereas the wing T is a gap scheme angle oriented offense to me. And this is me, my ignorance with the triple is the triple is a read oriented. Instead, we're going to use angles to block the guy that we that their best guy. They're going to read the their best guy theoretically. I mean, you might read the worst guy. I mean, it varies. Um, and then the double wing is just a whole nother breed. I, as I coach in the double wing, it's foot to foot. It's as as my old boss used to tell me, the double wing is a fist fight in a phone booth, and. That, I mean, you're it's it's you run superpower and counter and then they cry. Um, 
So I think that's kind of where it is. I think, I mean, it's evolved over the years. I think we, 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 we watch it. Gus Malzahn running it in college. Um, Kenny Simpson runs a beautiful uh, gun T version down in Arkansas. Um, as he's kind of exploded. There's that very weird variation of the slot T and the slot T mafia in Texas. Um, but like when you, when you think of that, uh, of the wing T offense, what, what do you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Honestly, it's all about maximizing. And, and I think that's kind of the beauty of the wing T offense is like, it, it helps you when you may be at a school that's not as talented and it could put you in games, but like someone asked me, what if you had dude, what if you had four or five guys? And I said, then the wing T is a lot better than any other offense because at the same time, it, the brand of the wing T is always to me is maximizing your talent, whether that be incredible talent or bad talent. It's always about getting the best out of your guys. And so if I have better t- talent, then the wing T is going to be that much more explosive. And you can maybe do some different elements to it, you know. But but I think maximizing and you maximize your talent and you maximize the tempo and dictating the tempo, whether you want to go quick or you can go slow. I mean, really, kind of you play the game that you want to play with the wind team. It's all about maximizing. And you, you hit on a good point there. Like, um, it's about maximizing talent, and I, I think kind of that next part of what we wanted to talk about today. And like I said, we don't we don't want these podcasts to be super long. Some of these will be longer than others, but we we kind of want to get to the point with some of these. And uh, you kind of mentioned there is why would a high school run it? And and I'll let you start off with that. Why do you think a high school? Why if you were hired as a head coach or an OC tomorrow, why what would give you the inclination to run wing T, whether it's under center or shotgun? I mean, why? Why wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, there's so many different avenues you can go from, and really, the beauty of the wing T is <clears throat> you get to choose your identity, and whether that be Bucks, Jet, and that's your base, and it's just more of a that. But I think the one thing about under center, there's two things that why we run it. It's deceptive and it's fast as hell, and there's when it when it's ran right. You know, you, you look at it's even funny when you see like established win T team on huddle and they don't even know where the ball is. I mean, that is, it, it requires a team to be extremely disciplined in reading guards and to beat, to beat you and stop you. And even if they read guards, you can counteract that and influence. So why deceptive and speed? I mean, you also have angles. You never put a kid in a bad one-on-one spot. You know, I mean, blocking, I mean, we talk gap down backer. I, I can trust a 210-pounder to block a 240-pound guy. Not one-on-one, but if he blocks down and takes a good down step, he can watch him. I mean, I've seen it done many, many times. Um, and I think the one thing I love about it is, obviously, we talk, I talked about being explosive or slow, dictating the tempo, but it keeps you competitive in games that you probably have no business being competitive in. And winning, um, you can put a good quick game into it, boot, and play action game. And, and I think the one thing that's beautiful about the win team is really you always have an answer, right? You know, I'm a jet sweep guy, so philosophically speaking, if the play side linebacker should never tackle jet, and if he does, I'm running trap because that, then he just throws him way too hard. Or all right, that 
DN or the outside linebackers making the play on the jet. Okay, I'm running down. You know, I want to run belly. Well, there's six different ways you can block belly. So there's always an answer to how to block it, and I can still run my play. So your kids are really, you're never really outflank to a degree. You can always find a flank in the wing T offense, and it helps equate the numbers in the in the game. Because if you have an eight, nine-man box, you can still run trap for 10 yards. I mean, that, that's, um, and I think that's the beauty of it. So, I mean, why? I mean, all of those reasons, man, I think. And it's never really a, a talent-based answer for me. It's always just it maximizes everything I want to do. You know, I, I've been in a win offense. My first year of coaching, we averaged like almost 50 points per game under Joel Durs, the offensive coordinator. And we had a quarterback that could sling it. We had two sub-4-5 kids. One ended up going D1. And then we had a fullback who was a sophomore who was one of tip, typical new high school best running backs ever, Cole Barhorst. And, you know, just we went up-tempo. To, every single play was in a no-huddle offense. Um, we would get 65 plays in a game. And then the next year, our talent level was still great, but it wasn't as good. And we slowed the game way down. And we were able to dictate tempo. Even if we wanted to go hurry up, we get a big explosive play. I mean, it, it just... And then all of a sudden, our talent dropped off a little bit. And we were still competing against guys that were just team way better than us. So it, it made us great, and it made us competitive when we weren't. We shouldn't have been competitive. So why? It, it's exactly that. I'll always be a win guy for those reasons. Uh, I, I, I agree, and a lot of the points of that is the fact that I think it allows you to maximize your talent. It's deceptive, and I, I think it balances the equation. And, I'll kind of, and when I say balance the equation, is I'm not saying you're, it's going to allow you to beat the team down the street that has 18 Division One athletes. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But it can shorten the game, have ball control, and it can take angles to get, put your kids in a better position to deal with some of those athletes. I'm not saying you're going to win that matchup every time, but at least it'll put you in a good position. Um, in terms of maximizing talent, I mean, I, I get the argument, well, we have four wide receivers and eight quarterbacks. That's great. But some of those receivers in our offense can become running backs. Like, we, we turned our best receiver this year into a wing. I mean, and we're yeah. – we, 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 you know, instead of just getting, getting the ball three to six times a game – we hand the ball and throw the ball. Like, it, it maximizes the best of both worlds. And, and the same well, thing. And from a defensive standpoint, too, now you got to worry about that guy. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're already looking at, okay, what formation are they going to be in? You know, whether that be load or is it your typical 100 series or just your red and blue? And you got to find out, oh, my God, the best player to win. Okay, here he is. He's a win for a reason. It yeah. just gives you way more on the plate than what it probably should. And I think it, it, it allows, and when we're talking about balancing and maximizing talent, I've put five foot four, 140, 160-pound guys on the offensive line at spots and being able to maximize it. I don't need the six foot two, 250-pound kid. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say maybe I'm just not a good enough coach to be able to put that same kid in a different offense, but I think – it allows you to put some kids who maybe not get on the field in other spots. Yeah. 
Um, and even like receiver, if you have a great athletic receiver, great. You can use the crap out of them and, and with vertical routes and stuff. But at the same time, if I don't necessarily have that explosive kid and he's just a good route runner, the play-action game alone will get him open. Decent route running and play-action game will get that kid open. And he'll, he'll still catch three balls for 120 yards. I mean, like, heck, wasn't uh... – I'm um, from Ohio, so there's an Ohio State kid named Julian Fleming. I think it's his name. He's a freshman this year. He was a top five player in the nation, and he played in Delaware type wing team, man, old yeah. school. They threw the ball one time a game. He probably had one catch and a touchdown every game. Yeah, I and mean, he, it allows you to maximize the talent. The other great thing is, is, as you point out, it's deceptive. Like, I mean, if that, that's that's a big thing, and, and I harp on it all the time with our quarterbacks. Like it drives me, ins- it drives our quarterback coach Mike McKenna insane. It drives me insane too. Is the play fake, play fake, play fake? Do not look back for the ball. Sell it your fake because you're going to either hold somebody, and if you don't hold somebody, that tells me now where I can run. Okay. The great thing about this offense, I don't have to be a Ron Mackey or a Gus Malzahn genius. I don't. I, I. It's an if-then series. Now, like I said, I can add wrinkles into it and make myself look a lot smarter than I probably am. But it's an if-then series. If if they give me this, I'm gonna run this. If they're not pursuing backside, okay, we keep we can keep running this. If they over pursue backside, I can run naked, waggle, um, and so forth. Like I said, if we get this front, I can run power. If we get this front, I can run uh, down. And we'll, and we'll get the belly here in two episodes. But belly, I mean, you can block belly four day in different ways depending on how they line up, which is, is yeah. That's why, and and for people who don't know what belly is, it's essentially ISO, and that's that's the terminology issues. I I, I love poking fun at guys who call it ISO, and it it gets hilarious. But I think those are kind of all the reasons why to run it. I think it's um. Again, you if you have somebody that can throw, you can throw out of the wing tee. Like I said, the teams that go gun tee do a great job with it. You play action game. Heck, we we've added air rate principles into ours, like. Uh, from under yeah. center. Well, I think. I mean, heck, I, I remember he, he was before. I'm not a young guy, so. Um, but he uh, is a year younger than me, or two years. Maybe was Zach Blair. He's a. Uh, I think he's a. Uh, he's some kind of coach out over at Indiana Western University. Um, but he had a, a preferred walk-on offer. They'll go play ball state, and I mean, the only reason why he probably didn't get the offer because he was, was like five foot nine, five foot ten. Maybe smaller, but him, he had the best ball placement I've ever seen. A high seven on seven, never seen a better quarterback. And I, I mean, just coaching or playing. But I mean, we had that kind of Tip had that kind of talent. It was uh, the year before I started coaching, and they were in the gun probably thirty percent of the time. But they passed instead of being ninety ten. I mean, they were probably close to fifty fifty passing the ball, and they used them in more yeah. ways than none. But they still kept their identity. And it was, I mean, a blast to watch. And, and at the same time, if you don't have a stud, <laughs> stud quarterback, and but he's a decent runner, but he can't throw well, you have all your keep game, your, your belly yeah. options. Um, and if he's just slow and a good game manager, he can just hand off the ball and throw simple stuff like belly pass. Waggle is one of the simplest. Now, I say that where kids still mess it up, but waggle is still a simple play to run. And you, and you can get easy yards just throwing the fullback flat or the tight end drag across the field. Which, yep. again, going back to this year, I've never had a team that could throw the, that backside drag so well as we have this year with our, our tight end we had before he got hurt. But um, 
I think those are kind of all the benefits. I mean, I, I hear, but at the same time, I also think to a certain extent, if you have good enough coaches, you can run about anything to an extent. Like, obviously, you have to be aware of what your kids and kids can and can't do. If you physically have kids that can't catch, you probably don't want to be throwing the ball 50 times. It's just, yeah, well, I just, I, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in my, in my system, you know, for my defense and the win team. But, like, to me, you can't run something and be effective at it if you don't know the ins and outs. Everything, there is no bad system. I mean, there's a reason why there's 32 different NFL teams and they all have a different system, offense and defense in their own wrinkles. It's all about how well can you coach your system and how well do you know it. Because, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, man, you got to be able to teach it, and you can't teach something you don't know inside and out. And I think that's probably the one thing about the win key is it's a very loaded offense, but it's also very simple in theory. Um, and that's why I'm excited to talk about. But it gives you an answer, and and I'm a big believer in that. But I think the, the one thing, and my goal to help is how can I simplify the, the kind of loaded issue so where you can run this effectively. And I want, I want this to be a good learning avenue for people who are trying to, whether their system isn't working or they, they, they're looking into something new. Or, Heck, I'm a defensive coordinator. Do you want to learn how to stop the win too? Uh, unless you play me, I'll help you. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you... I'm not going to put myself in a bad situation to tell you how to stop us, but yeah. I think this is a really good chance for to teach people what the win T is and get other minds in it, and you can talk one another because at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter what I run or what I like. It's about what you like and, and what we need to – I want you to be able to come and listen to a podcast and take one thing out that we do and that is useful to you. And, and if, if, if we do that, then to me, this podcast is a success. And that, that's kind of why I wanted to start this. And, and I want to say this for in as we start wrapping up is I don't, I, neither one of us pretend to be masters of the wing tee. Like that, that is not who we pretend to be. We are, I mean, I got roughly four to five years in. If you count my double wing experience, six, you got, I mean, what, how many years now in the wing tee? My fifth year coach. Fifth, fifth year Fifth year in the wing T, so combined. And I really didn't get the coach offense this year. Yeah. So you're talking somewhere between seven and ten years between us. But I think both of us are eager to learn more, and that's part of why I wanted to start this. Is this is an opportunity for as a as an offensive coach in the wing T, an opportunity for me to learn more and also help others learn more. Um, I'm a very very big advocate, as you know, and I talked about this all the time in interviews and when I'm talking to other coaches on and off screen. We are a coaching community. So my biggest thing is, how can I help other coaches? Now, obviously, do I still want to beat everybody on our schedule? Am I going to do why I can't? Am I going to tell them everything? No. But I'm also going to help good people. Like, I mean, we, 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 we both have friends in our league that we help all the time when they're playing different people that aren't us because they're good people. And I, I, I want to extend that for anybody who wants to learn more about the wing tee, whether it be under center, shotgun, adding RPOs, adding mesh, um, why to run it, how to sell your community on it, branding, everything. If we can do that, then it's a success. I mean, if we, if we get 10 views and it helped one person, it's a success. Now, I hope we get more 10, but it's go, it, it is what it is. Um, and then kind of as we wrap up, I, I do want to kind of give you a preview. Um, the next steps, the goal is to release these weekly. For those of you who are still listening, 
They'll be released on my YouTube channel and on our podcast spot through Anchor. Um, our goal is weekly every Wednesday. Probably I'm, I'm, I'll probably do them first thing in the morning. Um, and then our next episode, we'll, we're going to talk the belly series first. But it is a series-based offense with a lot of – again, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, we, we, we have an offense staff where I talked about how we might have to adjust some of the plays we run next year because we lose some talent this year. We have a different set of talent next year. It's a great thing about this offense. There isn't just one set of plays. I'm not just running belly every year, all year. That might not be my best play every year. That might not be best for my personnel. You might run jet sweep, buck sweep. You're off, from year to year, your, your go-to play might be different. Okay, You might carry buck sweep one year and then maybe not install it the next year. Or jet sweep and rocky. You might flip back and forth based off your talent. You might... Okay, am I running down this year? Am I running power this year? How good are my guard? Like, there's a lot of factors going on. That's stuff we, we're going to talk about over the next couple weeks. So uh, before we go today, Coach Deer, do you have anything to kind of wrap up this uh, initial podcast we have here? No, other than uh, I'm excited to see where this goes and the connections we make. Um, yeah, and I'm always available uh, via Twitter, um, at mdairy underscore 73. And uh, I, I'm always down to talk ball. Um, I'm a young guy. I'm a junkie. Um, and it's it just, it's a blessing to be able to be in this position with a great guy and coach, uh, Mr. Coach Banstra. And I'm excited to open up avenues for ourselves and more, more importantly, you guys. So, um, but always never be afraid to uh, get a hold of me. And um, let's get after it. Let's learn. And at the end of the day, we're not learning for ourselves. We're learning for the communities that we coach for and the kids that we coach for. And to me, that's why I'm in this business, and that's why I'm so willing to help, because it doesn't matter where I coach. I want to be able to help kids succeed in things that I didn't have a chance to succeed and make the impact. So I'm excited, and uh, I can't wait to see where this goes. Awesome, Coach. Well, I think anybody who's still listening – um, and that, that was the first episode of the Gap Down uh, Backer Podcast. Uh, thank you again, Coach Derry, and we will see you guys next time.